All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the September sales session of Mortgage Champions. Day over a million back with you guys and honored, as always, to be here. This month, I want to talk about no room for error, uh, being precise in your sales approach. And uh, this is a really, really important topic because here's the fact of the matter. We are in a marketplace where there simply is no room for error whatsoever. We've got to make sure that we are being precise in everything that we do because, look, opportunities are less than they've been in previous years. Uh, it's a it's a more challenging market in the competition out there. So you got to bring your A-plus game, and we're going to talk about how to do that today and really make sure that we're keen in on today's market to be as successful as we possibly can because, look, it is an incredibly, incredibly opportunistic market for you, and I want to make sure you take the advantage of it the best you can. So let me do like I always do. Let me start with a market update, and I just want to say that the market is stabilizing, and that's good news. You know, rates continue to be in that 5 to 6% range. We saw rates go up a little bit in the first week of September. We believe, again, that we are getting to a point where they're going to stabilize in these coming months, but consumer debt, continues to be on the rise, and that works as an advantage to us both on the refi side of the house and on the purchase side of the house because you can utilize that debt to create savings for your borrowers, to create more home affordability for your borrowers, as we've talked about in the past. And inventory is on the upswing. We saw a big increase in inventory. I'm going to give you a stat in just a minute on that to show you what I'm talking about. Listing prices continue to drop, so that's creating better affordability and a really good purchase market out there, and competition is shrinking quickly. We're seeing lenders go away and your competition go away. Well, that's good news because as that pie gets smaller and smaller and smaller of lenders, that's a bigger opportunity for each and every one of you, and none of us are going anywhere because we're all doing it the right way. Bottom line, the market continues to be very opportunistic for those who have a positive attitude, have a lot of confidence, a lot of belief, and most importantly, and this is what we're talking about today, they work with precision and don't make the errors that can cost you deals. So let me give you a quick stat, quick headline uh, about home sales data that showed that the housing market was normalizing. This came out on August 17th of 2022. Brad Finkelstein had written this article and it said, the housing market is finally starting to normalize as home sales declined by a double-digit percentage while inventory similarly rose between June and July. The month-to-month 16.6% decline in home sales was the first since January. We know that August was the lowest application month we've seen in 22 years, and the expectation is a lot of that was summertime, a lot of that was you know, kids going back to school, a lot of that was vacations, a lot of that was just concern in the economy, and now we're expecting to see that improve in September through the end of the year. But the great news is the for sale inventory rose for the fourth consecutive month with 13.3% more homes for sale in July than in June and 30.4% more than a year ago. So as measured in months, the supply is now 1.8 million, having doubled since May. So we are seeing some good things, some good opportunities. Now let's talk about being precise. And I want to start with process precision and how to really make sure that we are taking a precise process. And, and I want to say, as I lead into this, that what precipitated this month's session, to be honest with you, is I've been listening to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of recorded calls from clients that I'm working with across the nation, dozens of different clients. So I'm getting a really good spectrum of a lot of different companies, a lot of different loan officers 
both retail and consumer direct. So no matter who you are and where you're working in, this is going to apply to you because here's what I'm finding. In listening to these calls, the reason for failure when the loan officer is not selling the deal is not the market. It's not rates. It's not inventory. It's not competition. It's the method the loan officer is taking. And I want to make sure today you're taking an absolute perfect approach to your business. One I've taught you for months and months and months and months now. We're just going to refine that down. And I'm going to show you exactly what you need to do in today's market to be absolutely killer. So key point for today is that today's market demands precision to succeed. Look, every lead matters. Every single one, every referral, every lead, every online application, every inquiry, every single conversation you have about a mortgage is absolutely critical because they all matter. And therefore, our sales process has no room for error. So let's talk about creating precision. Precision is defined as the quality or state of being precise. It's exactness. We want to be exact. The beauty is we have built a selling system here at Mortgage Champions that we have taught you that is precise, that is exact, that is based on best practices. And the second definition of that is the degree of refinement with which an operation is performed. We've got to refine our sales to today's marketplace. We've talked about this before, but I want to key on it today because look, we are in a market where you can really succeed greatly. But what I'm seeing across the market is I'm seeing the haves and the have-nots. I'm seeing loan officers who are crushing it, actually many who are doing better than last year, believe it or not, and then loan officers who are getting crushed. And the difference is how much have they refined their sales from last year to this year to adapt to the market. And I got to ask you this question today. How much have you refined your sales? Are you using these things we're teaching you every month? Are you taking advantage of the opportunities that we're giving you and really maximizing market share? Donald Rumsfeld said it this way. He said, be precise. A lack of precision is dangerous when the margin of error is small. And the margin of error today is small. Look, there are less opportunities. We haven't seen the market completely tightened yet with companies leaving. We're starting to see that now. We'll see a lot of that in the fourth quarter, which means you're going to have less competition. But right now, you got to make sure you got that A game so that you're knocking out everybody else. You're eliminating your competition through the things you do. So let me start with precise terminology and words and phrases that we want to avoid. And the first word we want to avoid is the word refinance. The second phrase we want to avoid is the phrase debt consolidation. I'm going to give you better responses in just a minute. Now, why are these two things you want to avoid? Well, refinance to a consumer today is a swear word because they think that refinance, you can't save any money. Rates are way up compared to last year. So it doesn't make any sense to refinance. When you mention that word, they're going to think it's a negative. Debt consolidation just means I still got the debt. It's just all put together in one place. That's not appealing to consumers today. And believe it or not, cash out is actually a word you want to avoid. You go, wait a minute, what? Think about this. In today's marketplace, when a borrower thinks about cash out, what are they thinking? Well, my payment's even going to go up higher. In a market where we have high inflation, 
where people are concerned about their payments, concerned about their cash flow, we want to be careful of the word cash out. We want to avoid words like low rates, okay? No matter how low your rate may be compared to other lenders, they don't see it as low because rates are up. So these kind of terminologies, believe it or not, get you in trouble in this marketplace. And then terms like pre-qualification and terms like application. Now, I'm not talking about the legal term. When you're telling somebody I'm going to take an application, which you need to communicate them, I'm talking about just using the word application flippantly. It can lead to resistance and rejection. Every one of these words can. So these words are ones you want to avoid. Well, what about ones you want to use in place of that? Well, instead of refinance, I want to talk about restructure or reduction. Reduction in your payments, increasing your cash. In other words, what I want to do is instead of talking about your refinance application, I want to call a borrower and say, look, I look, I see you're looking to restructure your finances, and I want to talk to you about how we can reduce your payments and put cash in your pocket all at the same time. Now, I didn't say cash out. I said putting cash in your pocket all at the same time. That was the key phrase, was I already let in with payment reduction. That's what people are looking for today. The number one thing that everybody wants to do today in this economy is save money. If they can get cash while saving money, that's a great double dip. The bottom line is, restructure has a different connotation. Reduction of payment has a positive, positive, positive mindset. Instead of debt consolidation, I want to use the term debt elimination. Much more powerful, much more meaningful, and much more important to a customer in today's marketplace. Instead of cash out, I want to talk about cash flow and liquidity, building wealth. I want to talk from the vantage point of how I can help you create better cash flow, but give you liquidity while I do that. They've got to be spoken to hand in hand. And instead of low rates, I want to talk about competitive rates. When you say low, you lose credibility because nobody thinks rates are low. But being competitive, if they're in the marketplace, is the right terminology to use to let them know that you've got good rates. And instead of pre-qualification, we should know this by now. We want to talk about pre-approvals because that's going to be a stronger offer to the realtor. It's going to put the buyer in a better position. It's going to help them get a better chance to a contract. And instead of application, we want to do a no-cost analysis. And if the analysis comes out that we can help them, then we're going to move them into an application at that point in time. So you can see the importance of being precise even in very common terminologies that we've used for years and years and years and years and years, that now we're going to move into a different mindset to be sensitive to how people discern the things we say in today's marketplace. So now that we've talked about terminologies, let's talk about common procedural mistakes and precise preparation in today's marketplace. And it begins with daily prioritization. Are you prioritizing every single morning the things that you need to get done, the things that are important as a loan officer. And are you creating a daily plan every morning around those priorities that include your daily sales plan and sales goals? So you're hitting your sale a day, like we talked about so many times, to get you to double-digit productions. Are you establishing time blocks for daily prospecting to grow out your opportunities, to grow out your referrals, to grow out your originations, and are you dedicating time for daily database mining? So you're mining your database, 
You're creating referrals, renewals, past customers into new customers, building out the things we've covered in the recent months. It's a process of being precise. And every morning getting up, and the first thing you need to do is set your priorities, plan them out, make sure you're hitting your sales, make sure you're doing your prospect calls, make sure you're doing your, your sales outbound calls, like we talked about in last month's session, and really maximizing the opportunity. And if you're getting leads, are you making sure you're making those leads priorities that you're going to focus on those first? Because remember, speed is critical today. We want to make sure we're on top of our leads and getting a lot done. So now that we've talked about precise preparation, let's talk about building a precise process, which is the main thing I want to cover today. And I want to start by introducing the sales funnel. If you're not familiar with this, you should be. The sales funnel is the three major phases to every sales call. It starts with the introduction or conversion, which is the top of the funnel. That's that first couple of minutes with your borrower. Then there's the application. That's the main portion of the sales funnel. That's the mid funnel where you're working with that customer to go through the discovery and really understanding how you can help them, what they qualify for, and really getting a good application. And then finally, the last piece, the bottom of that funnel is the presentation and the close. When you're presenting your solutions, you're getting closing commitment. Those are the three major pieces of the sales funnel. Now, the reason I'm breaking this down into these three pieces is because I want to talk about each one of these three, and I want to talk about what I've been seeing and hearing consistently. When I say consistently, I'm talking 90 plus, plus percent of the calls I've listened to, hundreds of them, over 90% of them are making the same darn mistakes in all three of these sections of the funnel. And I want to break them down by section. I want to make sure you understand the right way to do it. And you're doing it absolutely correctly because there is no margin for error in today's marketplace. So let's start with the common call mistakes that I've been hearing in the top of the funnel. And, and look, let me just say this to you, okay? He hear me real clear right now. I will promise you that everybody watching this, you're making some of these mistakes. You've got to really hear me today. You've got to really accept this, what I'm telling you. And you've really got to make the changes. We'll talk about that at the end. Because I am literally listening to call after call after call after call after call of people I've trained for months or years. And I'm hearing these mistakes happening again and again and again. And all I'm hearing is they're still using the methods from 2021 in 2022. We're in September now, guys. The market's not going to go back to 2021 anytime soon. Now we've got to embrace this new market, accept the fact that rates are up, accept that we are in a market where it's all about having no margin for error and really doing the right thing and just make the adjustments. So let's talk about the top of funnel, common call mistakes that I'm seeing. The first one is not thanking our customers, not getting on the phone and thanking them right away, either for being a customer, if they're a current customer, and letting them know that we appreciate them as being part of the family, which is what you always want to say to your customers, or we're not thanking them for the opportunity to be a customer. The second one is we're not creating an introductory credential statement. We're not saying anything about our experience or the company's experience or any credentials about us so that they have a comfort level with who we are. We're just stating our name and moving in. 
We're then pre-qualifying immediately. This is the most common mistake I see, is that we're going straight into, okay, so you're looking to refinance, you're looking to buy a home. Uh, let me begin. How much are you looking to buy? Or how much do you, you know, is your home worth? How much do you owe on it? What, what is your current balance? What is your credit score? What does your income look like? We're going right to the pre-qual stuff. What is your down payment? We're asking these questions literally right out of the gate. So what we're actually doing, is we're sending a message to the borrower that I will spend time with you if you're good enough. But if you're not, ain't gonna do it. Now I taught you the epic prequel, but I taught you to do the epic prequel after you thank the customer, after you do a credential statement, and after you do that benefit statement. You see, we're not doing those up front. I literally listen to 140 plus calls in the last two weeks. And I only had less than 5% where the loan officer introduced the benefits that we've talked about repeatedly up front of on a refinance, lowering payment, increasing cash, decreasing tax, reducing term. And nobody got all five. There was two or three or four of the five. Everybody should have got all five, but they didn't. And then on a purchase talking about down payment options and potentially providing cash to the borrower through those down payment options, helping them to get access to affordability, getting a payment that's affordable for their situation, creating term reduction, getting them out of debt sooner, helping them with tax advantages, just didn't hear the benefits. We've got to use our benefits. And we're not asking for that one minute up front. We're just not starting with that one minute conversation. And I heard way too many cases where we're either quoting rates or quoting estimates of rates. Well, you know, we're around here. Or, well, if you heard that, I can, you know, I, I've got rates that are right there. Like we're, we're getting into numbers and we're getting ourselves in trouble every time we do it. And then lastly, we're using those general questions. Well, what are you looking to do? What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to achieve? Guys, they're trying to get the lowest rate at the lowest payment with the lowest amount down they can. That's what they're looking to do. I can answer that question for you every time. They're not generally saying they're looking for cash and they are trying to push it to a home equity loan instead of a refinance and a mortgage. The bottom line is we're asking questions that open up Pandora's box and we're not getting the answers we want because we're asking them the wrong way. So now let's do a communication comparison. Let me say, show you what I'm hearing that loan officers are saying. You may be saying the same exact things, you probably are, and what we should be saying in comparison. So instead of starting with, the request and the information, okay? Oh, I see you're looking for a, a mortgage refinance, swear word. Okay, I see you're looking to purchase a home. And then going right into their information, I want you to start with, okay, I see you're looking to borrow money or you're looking to get into a home or you're looking to restructure your finances, okay? I use that terminology. And I want to just thank you for the opportunity to work with you today. Start your call with that thank you. Now, I want to ask you a question. If I start with just, hey, I see you're looking for a refinance and I want to get your information versus, hey, I see you're looking to restructure and I want to thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm saving people a lot of money today. Which one of those is going to sound better to a consumer? You know the answer. It's the second, not the first. So use the second. In addition, we're given our name and our MLS number. If we need to provide that and what we're doing is just being very logical about that. What we need to do is give our name, our MLS number, and a little bit about our experience. 
I've been doing this for two years. I've worked with hundreds of customers. I've worked with thousands of customers, whatever it is. Give them a simple data point right up front that says to them, I'm experienced. I know what I'm doing. I, I, I'm, I'm excellent at this process. And then purpose. We go right to the purpose, how much they're borrowing, and credit income and assets. Okay. Well, so you're looking to refinance. How much are you looking for? Are oh, you looking to buy a home? How much are you looking to buy? How much are you putting down? Okay. What's your credit look like? What's your income look like? What's your assets look like? Instead of that, how about we get right to the one minute to educate them on why they should choose us, why they should choose our company, why we are the best choice for a mortgage. And we're not giving those initial benefits. How about if we start with five ways to save thousands of dollars? Guys, I can be in this left column. Hey, Mr. Jones, I see you're looking for a mortgage refinance. I see you're looking to purchase a home. My name is Dale Vermillion. Here's my MLS number. Uh, how much are you looking for today? And can you tell me about your credit score? And can you tell me about your income? Suspect or prospect? Total suspect. No benefits, no credentials, none of the things I want as a consumer. Or I can start and go, hey, Mr. Jones, this is Dale Vermillion. Let me give you my almost number. I have to do that. I want to thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm excited. I see that you're looking to restructure your finances, or I see you're looking to, to get into a new home. And here's what I like to do. I'd like to just start by just taking one minute of your time up front to tell you literally five ways I can save you thousands and thousands of dollars to a mortgage loan you may have never heard before and tell you a little more about me and my company and why you'd want to choose us as your lender. And then we can get right into what you're looking to do. Do you see how much better that sounds? Here's my question. If you're in that left column, what's your chances really of success in this marketplace? If you're in that right column, what's your chances? And then instead of focusing on rate, let's talk about benefits, about lowering their payments, increasing their cash, decreasing their terms, reducing their taxes, helping them get tax benefits, helping them save thousands up front. Let's get into benefits, set of rates. Remember, I don't know what your rate is, but I can assure you it's going to be super competitive. We're going to get to the best possible rate we can today. But let me ask you a question. If I can lower your payments, if I can give you the cash, if I can provide you with those tax benefits that you don't have today that create more tax deductions, save you more money in tax time, help you get out of debt faster, eliminate that debt, and save you tens of thousands of dollars and save you thousands of funds, would you like to hear about it? Do you see the difference between those two columns? And then lastly, instead of asking that general question, let's introduce the specific benefits to get them thinking about what they want to do. This is all the precise process. Now, by the way, you notice I'm wearing a 2022 Stanley Cup Champions t-shirt for the Avalanche. Here's the reason why. My son's a big Avalanche fan. I got a chance to see the championship game with him this year when they actually won the Cup. One of the most exciting days of my life. And here's the cool thing. They were the champs because they were precise. Their team was so good. Their precision on the ice was unbelievable. That's why they won the Stanley Cup. You want to be a champion, you got to be precise. And the beginning of the sales funnel, the top of the funnel is what determines whether or not you're going to get there. All right, let's go mid funnel for just a minute. Common mistakes here is we're asking application information. We're not asking the enrich questions. We are not, we're going straight to their credit score. And 
we are making rate quotes a lot of times during the application process, many times within the first 10 minutes. I can't tell you how many applications I've listened to where we've quoted a rate within 10 minutes. We have no relationship. We have no true understanding of that borrower situation, and yet we're quite quoting rates. And we are offering to send them an email with that information and send them a document list of the documents we need. And we're just getting a soft set instead of a hard set where we're not, we're saying, well, okay, if you like what you hear, then, you know, I'll give you a call tomorrow or give me a call if you like it. Guys, you cannot get on and just take an application. Never once ask those enriched questions of emergency reserves, non-emergency savings, retirement, investment, college, home improvement, we're going straight to their credit score, straight to a rate quote after that. We don't even know that that rate quote is accurate because we haven't pulled a credit report. We are offering an email to give them a loan estimate and a document list, and we are having a soft set. This is not going to get it done. What should we be doing? Well, instead of that, let me give you a comparison. Again, instead of application information, I want you to have an application conversation. Quit looking at your screen, have a conversation with them, use open-ended questions like I've taught you. And be sure to ask those enriched questions. It's going to matter to both purchase and refi because it determines what you're going to and how you're going to build your loan. And then instead of just focusing on the credit score, focus on a credit scrub. Get deep and know their debt and know whether or not you can create better affordability on a purchase by using some down payment money for debt elimination or whether or not you can create true savings and true cash out for that borrower on a refi by eliminating that debt and leveraging it. And instead of a rate quote, let's do a benefit summary. Instead of quoting rates, let's say, okay, now, based on your credit, now that I've reviewed it, based on the information you told me, I am more confident than ever that even at today's rates, I can lower your payments, give you the cash, get you in the house, get you the contract, give them a benefit summary instead of a rate quote, and then instead of offering an email, set up a presentation to present it to them. And be sure that instead of just sending them a document list, you're asking for documents to get the action and the commitment that is necessary. And instead of a soft set, set up a hard appointment. Send out your invite, get them locked into a time, and let's get the deal sold. This is the way you have a precise process. And then lastly, talk about the bottom funnel. I'm seeing where we're doing price options only. We're just giving them a couple of different ways to build a loan between, you know, having maybe a par rate or a, a, a rate with points, but then maybe less or more points. We're not really creating options the right way. We're not getting spouses on the phone or joint applicants in a joint application situation. And we are not getting that immediate action that we need and we're not setting great expectations or giving a great explanation into the process. So instead of making these mistakes, we've got to make sure we move to the right process where we don't just offer price options, but what we do is we give them product options and payment options, both, that are going to fit into what makes sense for them. So I'm showing them different terms, different payments, different down payments, along with different ways to build the price and along with different products. I'm including the spouse in, I'm getting action at the presentation, I'm setting great expectations, and I'm explaining what the process is going to be. That's what we need to make sure we do. And then finally, let me close with this. Here's my key point. If you agree 
that everything I covered in that right column is much better than everything I covered in the left column. That instead of opening with pre-qualifying and opening without thinking bars, we thank them. We start with a minute. We provide some credentials. So we build credibility. We give them some benefits. Let them know we're going to save a bunch of money. Show them how much we appreciate them. Move into talking about how competitive we are, how we're going to give them benefits nobody's given them. Make sure they understand it. Then move to prequal. Get those conversations in. Don't just be an order taker. Make sure that we're truly understanding their financial situation, not just taking an application, not quoting rate too early, but actually building out the app, letting them know how we can help them, and then making a professional presentation. If you agree that that's the right way to do it, and if you don't, I'd love to have a one-on-one conversation with you because I will guarantee you those who do that are doing well and those who do not are not. If we will do that, we will succeed because here's what I believe. Agreement without adjustment is aversion. We're averting what's going to make us successful. Don't do that. Nicholas Worth said this. He said, quality of work can be expected only through personal satisfaction, dedication, and enjoyment. In our profession, precision and perfection are not a dispensable luxury, but a simple necessity. We've got to be people of precision in today's marketplace. It's just that simple. Let me close with this last thing. Never give up. Never, 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 never give up. Remember, every lead is critical. Every conversation counts. Every single customer matters. And every no leads to a yes. I'm going to close with a comment and a video, a quote from Deshauna Barber. Deshauna Barber, who is a U.S. Reserves, Army Reserves captain, and also famous for something else you're going to find out about in a minute. She said this, do not fear failure, but please be terrified of regret. Look, if we do the wrong things, we're going to fail. It's just that simple. You need to understand that. What we want to do is the right thing so we don't get off the phone and go, oh, man, I did that one wrong. I could have got that deal. You can steal every deal from your competition if you do it right, but you got to do it right. The key is never, never, never give up. So watch this quick video, just a couple minutes long. I think you're going to love it. It's going to encourage you today on the power of being, just having stamina and staying in there. And then... Once you've watched it, I want you to just go crush your numbers. So, enjoy the video. Yeah, I was born in this country. And then she says, do you have any kids? I said, no, I don't have any kids. She then asked me if I was married. And then I said, no, ma'am, I am not married. She says, how old are you? I said, 19. May I help you find something? She then says, you are the most beautiful girl I have seen. And I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> I didn't work that much for my makeup, but I did the best I could, but thank you. <laughs> and then she says, I think you could be the next Miss USA. And I stare at her in pure disgust and said, pageants? You're telling me pageants, like Sandra Bullock, Miss Congeniality. Pageants? You think I should compete in pageants? I'm in the Army, okay? We don't do pageants in the Army. She then asked me to meet her at Starbucks the very next day before my next shift at Target. 
and she just wanted to do a little bit of explaining when it comes to what pageants is. And apparently I was a pretty open-minded 19-year-old because I actually agreed to meet her the very next day. The next day she brought this foot-tall stack of pageant books and proceeds to convince me to enter into a state pageant three months later. For those who do not know, when it comes to Miss USA, you have to win your state first, okay? So three months later, I compete in my first pageant and I lose. I go back the second year, compete in the state pageant, I lose. Go back the third year, compete in the state pageant and lose. Go back the fourth year, compete in the same pageant and lose. I go back the fifth year, y'all, <laughs> compete in the state pageant and lose. But guess what? I go back the sixth year, guess what happens? I lose. <laughs> I called her on the phone and said, you told me I could be the next Miss USA. And she says, Deshauna, keep working, keep working. Don't quit, keep going back. And in June of 2015, she passes away from leukemia. Six months later, in December 2015, I win Miss District of Columbia, USA. And six months after that, in June of 2016, District of Columbia! I become the first soldier to win Miss USA. And you all already know where I'm going with this. At times, our purpose drops in our laps as if the heavens threw it by accident. I ask only one thing of you all today after you leave this building, after accomplishing an amazing goal. Do not fear failure, but please be terrified of regret. As giving up is the birth of regret. After you walk out this door, you will receive a hundred doors shut, slammed in your face. You will have a hundred moments that will be filled with someone telling you no. The reality of life is that we will all hear more no's than we hear yeses. And we will fail a lot, and I mean a whole lot. But what I ask of you today is to not take no for an answer. Don't be afraid of no's. Be afraid of the possibility of a yes that you have prematurely destroyed because you decided to quit before the clock strikes 12. I love a good no. Please tell me no. Telling me no is like adding fuel to a fire that is now set ablaze because of your single no. I love additional reasons to work harder. Please give me a reason. So today I challenge you to fight, to work, to not stop here, to believe so heavily in your aspirations that you too will not fear the word no, but instead you will choose to welcome it. All right, again, do not fear failure, but please be terrified of regret. The way we precisely sell will determine our success, and that's what we want you to do here at Mortgage Champion. So have a great September. Go do the things we've covered. Be exceptional. Execute 
with exceptional precision. And you know what? You're going to have unbelievable numbers in the month of September. God bless you guys. Great to see you. We'll see you in October. Thanks, guys.